How does your body handle conflict? Often it is hard for me to put words to emotions, but if I were to name how my body reacts, I would say conflict brings a massive sense of panic. I get nauseous, I might feel a stomach ache, my chest will feel constricted, I might feel very dizzy, and like I can't breathe. I consider myself to be very resilient and have survived natural disasters, horrific trauma, and multiple assaults. And for some of those intense situations to others, I appear to be calm and collected. Now put me in a situation where I have to do conflict with another person and I fall apart faster than a tilted Jenga tower. And that remains something that I need to work on more. This week, June and I continue our conversation and we talk about the challenges of doing conflict in relationships, the importance of repair work for healing relational trauma, and we share some helpful tips when communicating. Also, we talk about the importance of healing our relationship with our body and embracing the wisdom our bodies offer and more. Hi, I am Raisa a survivor of narcissistic abuse, and I have complex post-traumatic stress disorder. And you are listening to Hello Trauma Brain, a podcast where I share my experiences living with complex PTSD. My hope is this podcast can help destigmatize mental health and provide support to anyone diagnosed with CPTSD who thinks they might have it or has a loved one with this diagnosis. Quick reminder, I am not a licensed psychologist or mental health care professional, and this podcast is not meant to replace nor substitute the care of psychologists, other mental or medical health care professionals. If you think you might have complex PTSD or PTSD, please reach out to your primary care or mental health care provider. Any individuals and resources mentioned in this episode are not sponsoring Hello Trauma Brain. The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed by this week's guest are solely their own and do not represent the views, thoughts, and opinions of Hello Trauma Brain and the host. To protect the privacy of this week's guest, their name and any identifiable characteristic has been changed, altered, or removed. This episode may reference trauma or abuse, and listener discretion is advised. Remember, you can always pause or skip this episode at any time. And now, let's get back to the episode. Hello, dear survivors, and welcome to this episode of Hello, Trauma Brain. Thank you for joining me today. If you are listening on YouTube, a gentle reminder to hit the like button and subscribe to let me know this episode was helpful. Quick check-in. Emotionally, I would say I've been feeling better. There's still ups and downs. And it's funny because when I wrote this script, I was feeling emotionally better at the moment I wrote it. But even as I'm saying it now, I'm feeling a little bit less, (laughs) less better, to be honest. I, I will be a year older by the time this episode comes out and I am feeling a bit anxious about my actual birthday approaching. I am planning on unplugging that day and focusing on enjoying the day with my inner kiddo but I, I do think that that's part of the reason I'm feeling a bit, a bit unease right now. However, I will say if I, if I take a snapshot of the past few weeks, I really have been riding this wave of, of hopefulness, which is rare. Usually I'm, I'm riding a, a wave of a hopelessness. But lately I've, I'm starting to see my healing come out in, in some ways. And it's, it's encouraging. It's encouraging to see, see the little buds coming out of the ground, so to speak. Because for quite a while... I want to say that I, I kept doing the work and not seeing a lot of, of results. So it, it really feels nice to to see something coming out of all the work that I'm putting in. 
and not that it is perfect or that I am remotely done. I have a lot of work to do, but I, I do have to say that it's, it does bring a sense of encouragement and a sense of knowing that I'm on the right path when I realize or I can see myself reacting differently in situations that would have yielded a very toxic and, and not so favorable um, reaction in the past. Now this week, you will hear the rest of my conversation with my chosen sister and dear friend, June. I invite you to sit back, relax, and enjoy this conversation. Before I forget, I really want to, the one thing that I wanted to mention about our friendship is that I've, I learned that conflict doesn't have to be this scary big monster that's going to kill me. And I still struggle with bringing up conflict with you and I still like I, I it's still a challenge and I and I feel like um well there's a conversation I want to have with you but and I keep putting it off because it's it's just like the default is there but it's not from a place of you don't feel safe it's just a place of like the holidays were a tough time so I've been like waiting for things to slow down and and whatnot but I remember the first time I brought brought up conflict like with you and it, I still like the experience I had I, I still can't believe that was the experience because I went into it trying to over explain and do like a 10 minute long premise of what I wanted to bring up and with all these like trying to like take care of you and lay out like three blankets thick of, of emotional support before I even brought up what it was and I remember you stopped me and I forget what you said exactly, but it was something like, "It's okay, you don't, you you don't, you don't have to, you don't have to do all this. Like you can tell me what it is. It's it's all good." And you just like all of a sudden just open up this path of it's safe here. You can say what you need to say, and I'm not gonna blow up. I'm not gonna now start deflecting and and blame shifting and getting defensive. Like you did none of that. And I was able to bring up what it was and you heard me out and you held space for it. And then what you did next was take accountability, you apologized, and it the way the way you did it, it wasn't the usual apology I, I would get, like which is I'm sorry, but you're the one at fault or you know what? I'll own up to that. But guess what? I have this list of things you've been doing in the past three months that I didn't feel safe bringing up to you. I'm going to bring them up now. Like that's usually what I get. And you did none of it. I remember we did the repair and then we went on to the next conversation, which I don't know if you remember what it was, but we were actually planning my trip over there. And I remember, (laughs) I remember when I was going to bring up the conflict, I was like, she's probably going to say, you know what? I don't think it's a good idea for you to come visit anymore. And here's what you've done wrong in the past three months. And, and that's it. Like I, that's what I would like a part of me was like flinching inside. Like, okay, I said it here, 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 here she comes. She's going to say, don't come anymore. (laughs) And we went into planning the trip anyway. And I ended up visiting and it, it was just like, I, I've never, I've never had that before. That's, that's, that's the only time I can think of where conflict didn't mean, oh no, here we go. I'm in trouble again. And I want to thank you for that because it's been, it's been life-changing for me to have that experience. You're so welcome. You're so welcome. And I think that moment was, was life-changing for both of us. Uh, I have never had a relationship with a friend that was safe enough to have conflict. Mm-hmm. I It's just not existed for me. It's been either we just avoid it, we just don't do it. <laughs> we just don't do it. We sweep it under the rug and we deal with it on our own. Or it's going to change our relationship forever. The fact that I brought this thing up. And it's so interesting because... I mean, I want to, to give, to give, you know, all my past friendships their credit. 
I'm not just talking about them being the problem. I'm talking about me. Like I'm saying, like, I don't think I would have been able to do that for you. Maybe even just a few months before mm. this had happened. I had a big awakening in therapy very recently before, like very much like maybe like a month or two before this conversation we had. And, and the epiphany was, I'm not a terrible person. Because when you feel like you're an awful person and when you have that toxic shame so much awaken us, we, we cannot take criticism. We cannot take, I don't even want to, I don't even want to call it criticism. You weren't criticizing me. You were not. Mm -hmm. You were giving me feedback. Mm -hmm. You were giving me feedback like, hey, this hurt my feelings, kind of a feedback. But even that would have created so much shame in me mm -hmm. that maybe I would have reacted exactly the way you were fearing me to react. Mm -hmm. And that that doesn't make me a terrible person or whatever, but that makes me really difficult to be in a relationship with, right? That makes it really like you can't really have a safe relationship unless you can bring feedback to each other. So I had this epiphany, I'm not a terrible person. And all of a sudden, it opened up the possibility, I don't have to be perfect. People can give me feedback. And if I care about them, I want to hear it. Like, I, I genuinely want to hear it. I, I It doesn't so much threaten my existence. And so it just becomes a way to, I'm curious about what makes you tick, what, about what triggers you. And of course, I'm not going to bend myself into the wrong shape trying to be whatever doesn't trigger you. But that does, that's, that okay that's like an extreme end of like maybe codependency or something like that but i'm also not going to not give a shit about how you feel <laughs> you know and so if there's if there's an adjustment i can make in the future about how i whatever how how i whatever that doesn't that doesn't mean me abandoning myself mm. then why wouldn't i want to do that like why wouldn't i want to be mindful of the sensitivity, you know, and I want my friends to do the same for me, you know, and it's not, that's not bad. And I think I had it totally backwards in my head for a long time. If, if you had my husband on the podcast, he would 100% agree that I had it in my head of like, if you're, if you're giving me negative feedback, and you want me to, to, to say things differently to you, whatever, you're just trying to change me and that's bad. And I should be able to say whatever I want, however I want. And you just got to deal with your own feelings. And it's like, whoa, <laughs> now from my perspective, now I'm like, whoa, that is not healthy whatsoever. That is not being in relationship. Um, so I'm just so grateful that I was ready. I was, I was ready for that conversation. And I genuinely in the moment, I remember stopping you. I think I might have said something like, I want to hear how you feel. Like something like you don't have, like, I want to hear what you have to say. And, and genuinely, not from a, I'm ready to battle you about it. But from like, I really want to know how I've hurt you. And, mm -hmm. and, I, and I'm not going to see it as you saying I'm bad or something, you know? <laughs> um, and we had that conversation, we finished it up. I'm not gonna lie for like, I had a hangover about it. I had an emotional hangover of like, probably like child parts coming up and being like, Oh, but you're bad. We're bad. I'm bad, you know, and then being like, Okay, I have to I had to soothe myself. I have to lay in this 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 belief this new belief about myself that no I'm good and it's okay to be human and no one needs me to be perfect Risa does it is not saying I have to be perfect right mm -hmm. but what was really cool about that was I knew not to bring that to you where I think in the past maybe I would have been like, now you take care of me. <laughs> like you brought up something and my child parts are upset about it. Now you take care of me, right? Mm -hmm. I knew like, I've got other people to lean on for this. I'm going to feel better in a few hours to a couple days. And this is not Rice's. Mm -hmm. This is not Rice's to handle. This is mine to handle. And I've got, I can go to therapy. I can 
call a different friend. I can call on my husband, whatever. But that would mess our relationship up if I, it would get muddy the waters about what happened here. Because what happened here was I fucked up in this way and I'm accountable for it. And we're all, and we did the repair. And we're all good. That's what happened in the relationship, right? Not like, well, you hurt my feelings about this, right? Um, so yeah, I, that was pivotal for me. Um, and even better was when I was able to do the same back. It took me a while. My my system wouldn't let any criticism, or not even criticism, any feedback come up. Like it wouldn't let me get hurt. Like even if you had said little things that might've hurt my feelings, it's like they just go, they just go right by my head. Just like that. That's part of my old pattern, right? My friend says something hurts my feelings. I won't even let it touch me. It's like in one ear, out the other. Finally, you said something that like a little bit hurt my feelings and I was able to recognize it happened in the moment and then in the moment be like, this hurt my feelings. And I, and I was shaking a little bit while I did it, but I just kept reminding myself, she is safe enough. This is, it's going to be okay. She is safe enough. And then I hit send and then I was like, oh my gosh, what if it, <laughs> you know, cause it's like your relationship, this relationship means so much to me. And I've got such a history with conflict being not not a good thing. Of course, I'm freaking out now. But I was just so proud of myself for being able to do that. And then when you were like, you sent a, it was a text message. And you sent a text message back that was very affirming. Like, hey, we're going to take care of this. It, it didn't keep me guessing about maybe this is going to go bad. <laughs> you know, you were like, let's talk about this more. But it was very much a like, I could tell things were going to be okay, by the way you responded. And you were like, but let's talk, you know, with our voices in our faces, of course. And I was only a little bit nervous going into that conversation. And you did the same thing for me where you just, you heard me you you were curious about why I was feeling the way like what what led up to me feeling this way what's the whole picture mm. of your experience of this mm. and you know you took the accountability and I felt like you learned something about me and my sensitivities and and we moved on you know and it, I think that because conflict is such a source of trauma for us in the past because of how dysfunctional it was. We think conflict is about hurting each other. Mm -hmm. Like that's really what we saw. That's really what we've experienced. Conflict is about hurting one another. And so we're trying, you and I are like, okay, what if conflict is about taking care of each other and learning about each other? Mm -hmm. instead mm -hmm. and our and ourselves too learning about ourselves and each other and I mean that's a huge yeah. shift I whew. June I I have to say I am this is gonna be hitting me for for a bit and um I I'm gonna put my paw on one thing so I think it's really important and it's it's Thank you for the insight that you're giving me into how it was for you to experience like after our first conflict and how you dealt with it and what came up for you. Because I, and this is where I'm going to put my paw. You are, <laughs> I don't know if you feel this, like you and I are very similar. <laughs> yeah. Like our, our trauma responses are just like, almost like holding hands with each other, <laughs> walking around <laughs> our, around our inner like children. It's just, it's incredible how it works. And uh, I'm, I'm trying to find a way because uh, this is part of the conversation I wanted to have with you. And I feel like uh, the insight you've given me like has given me more information into like how important this is. I actually want to hear more about what your experience was after I spoke with you. Like that's something I want to hold space for as well. And I think... And I, and I did the same thing. And the, the reason I'm saying this, I did the same thing when you confronted me. And that's part of the reason I wanted to talk to you because my therapist was like, you should share with her how it was for you. Like, because I am so used to, I'll, I'll speak for myself here. I don't want to impose what, what you're experiencing. But like what I experienced when I was confronted 
the first thing I wanted to do was I, I need to make this right. Like this is an important relationship for me and I want to know that she's been heard. I want to know that she's been seen and I want to take in this information, incorporate it and integrate it. And the most important part for me was that you felt safe because I, I know a lot of your history, you know, a lot of my history. Like I know and it's so important for me that we both feel safe because we didn't before in so many ways with so many other people and to have that safe space and that repair inducing experience is so important for relational trauma healing but then i went into a mode of like i can't let her know how it, how i got affected because i don't want to take away the safety and my therapist framed it from a place of like but you're also hiding yourself completely if you do that. Mm-hmm. And it's so interesting to hear you share your experience because I, and, and I think this is like something that us trauma survivors do. Like if we are on one end, like on the left end of the spectrum, we go all the way to the opposite right. And, you know, we've, for, for me, it has been like, okay, if I bring up conflict, the other person immediately, like they haven't even apologized or, or acknowledged what I said, they immediately go into, now I'm hurt. How dare you bring this thing to me now? I'm upset. Why didn't you bring it? Like, it just becomes this blame shift. Like, why didn't you bring it sooner? Or now I'm feeling upset. Or I don't want to talk about it. Or, well, I did it because of you. And... It becomes this, now it's all about them and their experience. So my way of fighting it is like, okay, if somebody brings conflict to me, then I'm going to completely disappear. It's not going to be about me at all to the point where I'm gone. Right side left the building. Now I'm on the other end trying to just put the the spotlight on the other person so they feel heard and they feel seen and they don't feel like they got hijacked by my feelings about it. And I will say... I think there's a, and I, and I think that's part of my healing. Like there's, there can be a space for both. And I think it's about the right time. Like things mm-hmm. have to have their time. I think it's important to prioritize holding space for the person that's bringing the conflict and what they're bringing into the table and addressing that first. And I think that is so important. And afterwards, there can be space for how you felt about it and what came up for you and something for you in the future is i know it's not going to be last time you and i do conflict (laughs) as part of being human beings in friendship i i would want to be a part of hearing what's going on for you and holding space for that and i don't want you to feel like you can't bring up any of that to me or that by you even mentioning it it's going to be all of a sudden my responsibility to fix it like I can't fix it but I do want to be your friend through that experience too and vice versa like yeah how is this landing for you (laughs) (laughs) wow um yeah, I I a hundred percent I think you you nailed us like <laughs> just in terms of how we overcorrect, mm-hmm. you know. Um and then also the tendency for us to allow ourselves to disappear, like to take ourselves out of the equation, I think too. And I I I would like to to make that a goal for us. I think my initial reaction for like, let's say you bring something, I I hurt your feelings. Right. And I'm, and now I'm going to have an, I'm going to have like a flashback probably late. Like it didn't happen in the moment. It was like later. Right. I'm going to have an emotional hangover or flashback later. I, I don't know how well I communicate when I'm in a flashback. So for me, it might be once I'm regulated, an okay time to to bring it up because I'm just speaking from like a, a younger self, right? And and I I know I'm not that great at communicating <laughs> from that place. 
Um, and then from the other, so, so, so yes, I think you're like dead on when it's like, it's about sort of timing and less about the, like the clock time and more about the part of the cycle that you're at with it. Right. And I think the other way, let's say I brought something up for you about you, like, Hey, you said this thing hurt my feelings. If what I said if me bringing, if what I said while I was explaining why my feelings were hurt to you hurt your feelings, let's say, I think I'm, I'm so, I think I'm really sensitive. Like, I think I'm really sensitive that I'm like freaking out going into the conversation <laughs> and then I'm waiting to hear how I'm bad for bringing it up. And then even though you're not saying I'm bad for bringing it up, if you're like, my feelings are hurt. I worry that I would like switch into an immediate flashback and hear you completely wrong. That's my fear about it. So I wonder, but, but at the same time, I'm like, yeah, of course you, like, I don't want to, I don't, I want, I want you in the room. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, I don't want not you in the room with me. So it's tricky. It's like, I've, I've, I worry about how much I've healed or not yet healed mm. about that and how it's going to look. Mm -hmm. And I don't want it to, to devolve. So I think it's like, we've got lots of great conversations to have around this to figure out. I think we're, we're similar enough. Maybe we can figure out, okay, well, this is kind of how I, how I cycle. This is kind of how my cycle goes with this sort of thing. And like where, where would be the best time for us to try this out? And I, I think at least luckily we are healthy enough that even if it goes off script and like we didn't plan for it and it didn't turn out perfect and we have to like take a step away and take a break, I think we'll make it. Like, I think, I think we'll be okay. You know, I think you and I prefer to have it like, this is how we do it. And we'll exactly do that. And it'll, then I know what to say. And I follow the script and whatever. Uh, but life is a lot messier than that. And I hope that you're my friend for life. And so like, it, um, at some point, it's going to get messy. And, and, and that's, so that's just a part of it, yeah. too. I, gosh, I, I, I hear all your fears, because they're the same fears I have, like how, how to navigate this without causing more issues or hurting the other person or discouraging the other person from bringing feedback in the future. That is the biggest fear I have. Like more than anything else, the fear is if I butcher it, they won't feel safe with me to bring conflict again. And I don't want that. And I think I don't have the, I don't have the answer. I don't, I don't know how to do like, this is, it really feels like learning how to walk in your thirties. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to do it. I'm trying to take steps. I think I'm taking steps, but it looks, it looks hellly wobbly from where you are probably. And, and, and from where I'm standing, you're wobbly too. And I think what I, what, what has helped me in communicating with you and communicating in general is something that my therapist gave me and and this is the reason I wanted to hop on Zoom when when we did our most recent conflict like having it as face to face as possible um and communicating with that curiosity clear kindness i think she calls it like the three the three cuz because the the kindness doesn't have a c but um mm -hmm. but communicating with that intention and i and i think part of the communicating that I need to work on is when I'm bringing up something is not from a place of like even now like you haven't done anything wrong you're not in trouble you know this this is not gonna th this is not what's gonna kill the friendship like this is the opportunity and th that's the hard part. Like, this is how our, our relationship grows. This is how we create intimacy. You cannot create intimacy avoiding conflict. You cannot create intimacy not being honest. Like, it's 
it's there's there's a time and a place for everything you know and, and being honest doesn't mean that you're like i've i've seen toxic honesty i've seen honesty get weaponized and mean like i'm just being honest and i'm just gonna say whatever pops into my head and hurt your feelings i don't give a damn because well i've I'm, i just say the truth like that i've seen that in other people and it, and it hurts like i want to be anything but that but at the same time like I do have to be honest, like, like there's, there's gotta be a level of honesty there. So our relationship and our friendship can grow. Absolutely. I think that it's, I think that the, the hard part about it is going to be knowing who I'm in the room with. Mm -hmm. That, that this is like, because I know that you're a person who is not trying to harm, is trying to be clear and who is curious about me and who cares. And who, who if you're bringing something up, it is in service for, to, for us. It is in service to the relationship. It is in service to our intimacy. But if I'm in a flashback, mm-hmm. guess what, girl? You are not who you are. And, and and I get my mind plays tricks on me and I'm like, oh my gosh, what if she's trying to hurt me? Mm-hmm. So I, that, and that hasn't happened, that has yet to happen, but I'm just saying like, I know what it's like to have CPTSD and, and so often what it is, is it may look like I'm in the room with this person here but I'm actually in the room with entirely different people because emotionally I'm in a different time Mm -hmm. and so I'm hoping that I'm sure there's going to be a time where I'm in a flashback and you're in the room and I'm hoping that I can recognize that that's what's happening and if that happens really what has to happen is the conversation has to stop Mm -hmm. and I have to deal with the flashback and then come back as an adult in an adult time with actually Risa because nothing good comes from being in a flashback and trying to do conflict with a friend like that doesn't that that's never it never works out (laughs) works out how could it because we're dealing with different realities yeah I I know in my heart you and I have the potential to navigate and learn from navigating that It, it, it will happen with me too like it's we yeah. both have CPTSD. Like, I'm going to be in the room probably projecting somebody completely different onto you at one point or another. And the fact that we can even name that. So when I give us a, a bit of grace, both of us here, like, we're not healed. And, and for anyone listening, mm-hmm. like, this is not a podcast of two friends who healed their relational trauma together. <laughs> and now we're talking from a place of like, and this is how you do it. And we don't struggle anymore. And we don't go into emotional flashbacks anymore. And conflict is so easy. Like, not at all. We're still, <laughs> yeah. we're still holding our hands through the thick of it. But... I honestly, I, I can't think of any anyone else that I, I'd rather do this work with because it's there's so much potential. There's so much awareness in this friendship and just the the level of growth that we are yet to do, but that we will do. I know it's going to yeah. be astronomical <laughs> and it already has been astronomical for me. Like, this, yeah, this, this is a huge when I look at, like, what you represent for me is the hope that I can find a healthy relationship in my life. That's, like, I didn't, I didn't used to have examples like that. Like, three years ago, I, I thought I did. I was very convinced I, I had healthy relationships in my life. Like, all of them. And now <laughs> I, I'm looking back and I'm like, ooh, but but there was a point in my life like and i and i think this like part of the survivor's experience like especially at the beginning is so isolating and it feels like it can't be done like it's this unicorn that we will never experience and i'm here to tell anyone listening and to tell me and to tell you it's possible cuz i'm i'm looking at it and i'm i'm speaking with it right now like this this is prime example of how 
it is something that can happen. Yeah. It, it relational trauma happens slowly, happens over time. And I think relational healing happens slowly over time. And maybe in 10 years, we'll be like in the room with each other. And I'll be like, don't say that. That's annoying. Blah, blah, blah. And you'll be like, blah, 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 back and forth. And we'll just be like, oh, so frustrated. Okay. Give you a hug and that's it. And we're like, so open about the minutia of, and the complexity of emotions happening all at once. And we feel so safe that we can just like, like not even monitor what's coming out of our mouths because we know each other so deeply and like that maybe is the dream right and in the meantime what we have is so so beautiful and and kind and safe as it is um it's it's no wonder I've gotten so much out of it and I'm so glad to hear that you've gotten so much out of it I can't, you know, in a year, I bet it's going to be <laughs> even more. Um, and I actually have another thing yeah. that I think specifically you've done for me. And we kind of referenced it a while back when we were talking about how our bodies feel. And um, so I don't, I'm not sure if this is like way too out of left field, but oh, I'm just no. going to say it just in case you want to use it. So the, there's one other way that you in particular have changed my life, let's say, um, completely and healed a really big chunk of my trauma. And that is entrusting my body. But we've talked a little bit about how when I first met you in the groups, there was like this energy, this pull, this, this magnetic, like, oh yes, that's a person I want to get to know. And we also talked about how some people can drain us. Like we, our bodies feel worse after being around them. I mean, I, time and time again, I've, I've made friends in the past with people who every time they leave me, they say they feel so energized. And every time they leave me, I feel like I need to take a nap for the rest of the day, like drained. And I never paid any attention to it. Mm -hmm. And there were people in the groups that I had the opposite feeling with. That when they would speak, I would almost want to turn their screen off. That I was like the opposite of attracted to them in whatever, any kind of way, you know, just like put off. And I didn't know what to listen to. Like at the time of me meeting you, I really, if you had asked me, are those people who put you off good for you or the people who who you're magnet, magnetized to, are they good for you? I would literally tell you I have no clue. Like I have no clue which person is good for me. Mm -hmm. And in the past, there were years where I would, the person who put me off, I'd be like, well, I need to be a good enough person so I'll be friends with them and I'll show myself that I should be able to be friends with anyone. Like I literally would do that. I literally invited someone to live at my house who I was really put off by <laughs> for a time so this is I, I I didn't know and I decided I'm gonna try listening to my body mm. and so every time you would speak and I felt that pull and I felt excited I listened and every time once we started speaking one-on-one -on -one, every time we talked for hours and I felt more energized after than before I listened when I, you know, and then I would, I would talk to other people and meet other new people and my head would hurt after. And I was like, okay, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go hang out with Risa. Instead, I started listening to what my body was saying. And you've shown consistently over time that my body knows that I can trust my body, that I have an innate wisdom in me that I I was told time and time again, don't listen to that. That's wrong. And all of a sudden I'm listening to my body and I'm healing the relationship with my body and it signals that it's telling me because I'm saying, I trust you. I'm going to listen to you. And my body sees, hey, she trusts me and she's listening to me. And I can't tell you what kind of impact that has made on my life just in the past year or so, but I get to carry that with me for the rest of my life. So 
for 30, you know, for 30 years or so, my body was trying to tell me, this person's not safe. This person is safe. This situation is not a good one. Get out, girl. Or you belong here. And I just wasn't listening. I, I, I like decided that I should do the opposite almost. And that my body was just wrong. And now I get to, for the rest of my life, have such a positive, <clears throat> has such a positive relationship with my body where we are like almost one because I just trust it. And it's just, this is just, it's almost like I trust that, that the sky is blue, you know, because that my eyes tell me it's blue. Like I'm just trusting my body and, and you are why, because I'm like, well, I was right about Risa. I was like, my body sent me such a strong message. I was right about her. And, um, that was enough for me to keep listening and keep experimenting and keep seeing how dead on I am time and time again. And, and so I just, uh, thank you. Um, just thank you for being so consistently you. And, um, I think that's one huge, huge thing that our relationship has healed in me. You're welcome. I'll start by recognizing how, how beautiful that is. And just, just to hear it for me and my inner kiddo, I'm, I'm so happy and so excited for you to rediscover and get in touch with how, how your body has all this wisdom that was ignored before, but now you can embrace it. And thank you for, for giving me this, the same gift. It's, this has been such, it has been life changing for me too. This, this is something that I've, I know it's, it's a, I know it's possible. I know it happens. You're a prime example of it, but it's still rare. It's still not easy to find someone who is on this level and your your friendship at this point it's 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 a healed chosen family relationship too because i feel like the concept of relationships that are imposed are supposed to happen just just because of a b and c like sometimes we're forcing things with with people based on on a label and to find a friendship that's become family that I found that I chose that I cultivated that you found chose and cultivated we both come together and we show up for each other and you know when I say I love you it's it really is this deep unconditional love and sure we can say that there's there's some conditions that if you know of course but but there's this unconditional aspect to it like, I understand what that means now. Like, I unconditional love doesn't mean they get to, to do whatever and abuse and, and you're still there. There's this understanding that you want to show up for me. I want to show up for you. I care deeply. You care deeply. And we want to see each other grow. We want the best for each other. And that sometimes means, you know, we are going to be doing the hard stuff the really hard shit together yeah. because it's in the best interest of us and also our inner selves. Mm -hmm. And we both have that common goal of seeing each other and honoring the two people that are coming into the room. Like I'm used to the one-sided, I'm coming into the room sh showing up with all the gifts and all the bags and you don't have to bring anything. As, as long as somebody shows up to the room, let's do it. Like showing up with someone who's bringing all these gifts and all these things that are usually the things that I'm giving away without waiting for them in return is just, it's beautiful. I'm so grateful to you and I'm grateful for the gift of not only getting to witness you and to be in relationship with you, but I also get to witness and be in relationship with your family. Like, I love that I have now an extended, like, your husband is wonderful and, and a dear friend. 
your children are just delightful. I I love them tremendously, and it's just it's a gift to see them grow. It's a it's a gift to see them not only grow but grow with you and your spouse and the parenting that you're both giving. Like I speaking of the body, my body spoke when I was in your house. Mm-hmm. That was the most relaxed and safe that I probably have felt in a long time. Like 2023, the safest, the safest place was that house. And it felt like, like I could feel like my, my shoulders were, were not as tight and, and stressed. And everything was just calm. And then I came back from the trip and I'm like, oh, here we go again. <laughs> I feel it. I feel it in my body. And yeah. w- one thing that my therapist said to me, actually, I want to say it was the last session. She said the body never lies. Yeah. yeah. And that's it. Thank you. I. Yeah, I, I'm so glad that you have that experience in my family, mm-hmm. being my family. And you've blessed not just me, but my entire family with your presence and your, your love, like the love that's like, I'm interested. I want to know you. Like I'm, I, I enjoy you, you know, that, and my, my husband feels it. My kids feel it. And when we're together, it's, it's really special and I think, I hope more and more people out there, especially survivors, get to experience chosen family. And, and even if you have like, you know, blood relatives that are great, that's great. But it is something, it is its own thing. And by a matter of, we, we were strangers once. <laughs> You know, we were strangers once, believe it or not, and we got to know each other and we liked so much what we saw. <laughs> yes. And our bodies liked so much how we felt and that we chose each other. You know, it's just it's so it's so special and I'm really glad especially that my kids get to see it mm. and get an example for what this is like and what this feels like and that they can have this most special relationships of their lives be with chosen family, you know, and that's just totally normal. Uh, yeah, I, the body never lies. I'm so glad I listened. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I'm so glad I listened. I'm so glad we got the courage, both of us, to take the leap and try. And, and I, it's going to make it easier for me in the future to keep following that voice and taking the leap and trying in tons of different aspects of my life, but in relationship. And I, yeah, we should do a check back in in like a year and see what more relational growth we've had together as we become more and more honest and more and more conflict ready. Like, I guess. (laughs) I I love that idea. um, Yeah. (laughs) And, and not just conflict, we'll, we'll see what else. I'm sure there's other aspects of relationships that we just never even like had words for that we'll encounter too. So I, I, I know we'll have a full episode full of material by that for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, June, I, I did want to ask you, and this is a, a question I want to ask for all of my guests on Hello Trauma Brain. If you could go back in a time machine to a difficult time, what would you tell your younger self? That's a doozy. Good time. And I should have known, I, I'm a listener, so I, I, I actually have thought about this like as I was preparing. Mm. And, I, and I could never think of anything ahead of time, but something is coming now. Um, I think I would tell her that she's right. Mm that she's right and feeling so awful and she's feeling this awful around these people because there's something not right. Mm -hmm. There's something not well 
about them and to not lose that trust in herself and that when she's around safe people she's going to feel safe and when she's around people who it's not safe she's not going to feel safe and to trust that to trust that feeling um and that won't won't lead her astray um And I just think I would tell her how awesome she is and and that things will get better and that she will meet people who see value in her and who want to be around her. And she and there's going to come a time where she can choose who she wants to be around based off of how they treat her and how she feels. And it's going to get better. And I love her. And I love her. <laughs> I love that. That's that's such a wonderful answer. And it, it ties into what we've been talking about, listening to that intuition. Yeah. And just reaffir- reaffirming her and validating that she's not the problem. There's nothing wrong with her. She was mm-hmm. right the whole time. She always yeah. was. Mm. Thank you so much, June. How how are you feeling now? <laughs> I feel great. I mean, I'm lucky in that I consistently always feel pretty good after we've we've chatted and feel pretty energized, even when it's such an emotional exchange. It's not always is, but you know, when, like tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. You bring a special magic to the room of making everyone feel really accepted and seen. And that is part of what brings me that energy of like, it's excitement. It's it's excitement. It's joy. So I'm feeling that and I'm feeling really grateful and um, also feeling so proud of you. So, so proud of you for this podcast. And um, I just, I, I cannot gush enough about you and how awesome you are in, in doing what you've done and accomplishing what you've accomplished. I'm in, in awe and so proud continuously. So <laughs> props, props, props to you. <laughs> Uh, thank you so much. <laughs> oh my goodness. I, <laughs> I'm going to ask myself the same question. Just, I really want to share with you what's, what I'm feeling yes. right now in the moment. And, um, I, this, this conversations, I, I, I won't call it an interview. So it doesn't feel like it, like we've been having an interview. It really feels like we've been just having a chat it's felt so like I, I, I barely have notes. I, I, I barely had questions and we've definitely have enough material now. And it's, it's felt so easy, so natural. This came effortlessly to talk to you. And I, this is a feeling that I know I've, I've had with, with movies. Like, I don't know if you've experienced this, like watching a movie and like halfway through the movie, you're like, wow, this is, this is amazing. Like, this is going to be a, 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 a classic. And as I'm experiencing this conversation, <laughs> just like, I can't wait to hear it back because yeah. there is so, <laughs> just so much there that I, I not only want the listeners to, to experience and to take with them, but so much that I want to also re-listen and retake in and process this has been a wonderful experience to talk to you i the one of the one of the reasons i wanted to do these series was like so many moments when you and i are connecting where i'm like yes like i wish somebody could listen to this like this is so good (laughs) this is such a great conversation these are such great epiphanies i wish somebody could could experience this and i love that now we can we can share that and Thank you so much for all the support you've provided me. Because I'm telling you, and I said it at the beginning, I'll say it, say it again. If 
if your voice would have not been there along with other voices that were were together cheering me on, I think this podcast would have just stayed as a as a remote idea that I didn't think I could have done. Like something nice to 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 try at some point in my life that I probably would have never gotten to. And yeah. it it means the world that you're still listening and I I'm so grateful to you in so many ways and one of them and the latest one for your vulnerability showing up here and sharing this beautiful part of yourself with not only me but with anyone lucky enough to tune in and and listen to you <laughs> and as as we wrap up uh I again thank you thank you so much for your time I am delighted in having you and your inner kiddo <laughs> join us today. And I can't wait for people to listen. And I can't wait to see where our friendship goes. Me too, girl. Thank you so much for having me on. And, and yeah, just for our continued friendship, we'll, we'll uh, have to hang on to our I don't know. Hang on to our butts and see what happens next. <laughs> <laughs> whatever whatever happens, I'm I'm right there for you. I'm there for the whole thing and yeah. holding your hand. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. Hi everyone. I hope you have enjoyed this conversation as much as I have. You are so welcome to share this episode with a friend or someone you think could benefit from listening to my conversation with June. In this week's healing invitation that June helped me craft, we want you to take a look at the list you made for last week's healing invitation. If you missed last week's episode, I do invite you to give it a listen. To quickly recap, you are welcome to make a list of your current friends and acquaintances you have been interacting with lately. Don't you worry if you don't have a list. You are still invited to engage in the following reflection. Reflect on each person on your list and try to think back to the last time you interacted with them. Try to tune in to your body. What sensations are you noticing? Write them down. When one of these people reach out or right before connecting with them again, try to notice how do you feel. Start documenting that first response. Sometimes during the interaction or even after, we might already be in the trauma response and unable to pinpoint things. Our bodies know first. You can even use smiley faces to document how you feel about that person. I invite you to try this for one month. And at the end of the month, look back at that list. This is going to be great data to see how you actually feel about the people in your life. Who's draining your energy? Who is energizing you? What interaction leaves you confused and feeling bad about yourself? And which interactions leave you feeling great about yourself and like you can take on the world? And I'm giving some examples here. It doesn't have to be that drastic. Sometimes the things that we feel in our body can be a little bit more subtle. Try to pay attention to those things. And I hope this helps you determine how you want to spend the next month in terms of the people you want to interact with the most and some people that you might want to reduce your interactions with. Please let me know how this week's healing invitation goes if you choose to accept it. Before we wrap up this episode, all music and production is courtesy of Yours Truly. Also, I want to share a few ways you can help support this podcast. You can subscribe and leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or the platform you are using to listen. Share this episode with anyone you can think can benefit from this content. Follow Hello Trauma Brain on Instagram with the handle at Hello Trauma Brain. Subscribe to the Hello Trauma Brain YouTube channel and hit the notification bell to be the first to know when I post a new episode. And you can make a donation by getting me a coffee through the official bio site.
no worries. All links will be provided in the show notes. Thank you for joining me and June today. We hope you found this episode helpful. I wish you the best as you heal your relationship with your body and intuition. It is time for our farewell affirmations. You are welcome to repeat after me. I am enough. I am lovable. And I deserve to heal. I wish you a gentle week and thank you for listening.